but what if I pick the wrong thing again? What happens if, you know, I pick something and I go for it and in three years time, I'm feeling the same. And that is something else that really holds people back. Hello and welcome to our Spotlight series. I'm your host, Carla Egan, and today we're talking to a career strategist uh, who has been featured in several publications discussing modern leadership. Um, she has an ov over a decade experience uh, working with a variety of leaders um, from diverse industries and clients from mining, uh, retail design, Formula One and even Meta. Uh, she finds inspiration in helping people think differently about their career and to capitalise on this evolving world of work that we're currently in. Our guest today is Elizabeth Thornton from Sutton Full Potential and Elizabeth joins us from Sydney in Australia. Welcome. Hi, lovely to be here today. Great to have you. Now, our topic, obviously, Elizabeth, is careers. And in particular, we're talking about people that feel stuck in the rut um, and they don't seem to be able to move forward and their business, their career, their life goals are becoming a bit of a distant memory. Uh, and that's I know that's who you work with and who you help. And I want to explore that with you. But I want to start first by asking you, what does a career transition and a clarity coach focus on? Yeah, so for me, what I focus on with my clients is very much that stuck in the rut feeling that they have, feeling trapped, not progressing in the way they want to, having potentially, you know, that Sunday afternoon dread of having to go back to work on Monday and exploring that and understanding, well, where has that come from? And how has how has it got to that stage where you, you're dreading going to work and you're not getting what you want from work? Because work can be something we love and we enjoy and we're excited for. Yeah, we all have ups and downs, but if overarching that feeling is I don't want to go, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. I work with my clients to kind of really unpack those feelings. So get them to really dig deep and reflect on how have they got to that stage why are they there and why are they not making changes to that and helping them reconnect with that passion for work and that passion for what they do and may that be they stay in the same industry but have a different employer or speak to their manager about tweaking their role and try to get rid of the stuff they don't like or is it being completely open-minded and trying something very different that's going to bring them joy and finding out what is that work? What does fulfilled work look like for them? I love the clarity that you bring to your focus as a career strategist for someone. Now, I know you tend to attract a lot of the young professionals that are starting out in their career. Um, what prompts them? to engage a career strategy strategist, especially when it's early on in their career? Mm, well, so often, and I, I can talk to my story of this as well, and it's a story that my clients tell me time and time again. Like, we go to school, we pick our HSC subjects or GCSE subjects, depending on which country we're in, and then those subjects determine what we can study next and what we can do at university. And we're making these decisions at like 16 and 18. And how, how do we know at 16 and 18 
one what the world of work is like what possible opportunities are out there because we've grown up in these bubbles you know we've grown up with our parents and in our social groups we haven't generally experienced the wider world we don't really know what is there but we're being asked at such a young age to make such major decisions about our careers and there's this whole heap of pressure young people feel at those age groups to know what they want to do with their lives like what is the direction of their life what is their life plan what is the work they're going to do and for some they manage they get hit the nail on the head get it right first time around but quite a lot of people once they graduate from uni and potentially get a job in the field they studied in or they don't get a job in the field they've studied in but they're in work and they sit back and they realize you know what, it was all well and good studying this subject, but actually using it and being part of that environment every single day is not for them. And they want something different. They're realizing that, you know, work doesn't have to be this thing you dread. And let's get it right when we're young, right? Like when you don't have all of those responsibilities of mortgages and children, let's play with your career and find the thing that brings you fulfillment. So when you do have all of those responsibilities and you have the big mortgage and the children and the rent or whatever it may be in your life, you're actually generating income and wealth by doing something you love. And that's very much the thing that kind of draws the younger younger professionals to me of them going, actually, I can't see myself doing this for the next 10 20 30 years and hating what i'm doing so let's play with my career now let's explore my career now so i find that thing i love when i have all of the added pressures that come as we just go through life as we get older i i love your explanation and i've just written down a couple of things you know who does know what they want to do at the age of 16 or 18 i mean really and i i actually personally know three young professionals that you know under the age of 25 that have already had a career change yeah um, one's gone from accounting thinking that that's the the pathway that perhaps their parents may have influ influenced mm -hmm. um, and gone into the police force so uh, you know you've you've touched a, probably a, a raw nerve with many people that potentially are listening to our, our podcast series Elizabeth now there's a lot of people that are stuck in their job and in your experience what holds someone back from not making that career change that they know that they probably need to do but they don't there's lots of different reasons but the overarching kind of theme that comes out is actually fear um we we get into a routine right we're going to work we're doing our job and if you are looking for a career change or you're unhappy, that's not necessarily because you're bad at what you're doing. You can actually be, and most of my clients are extremely good at what they do. It just doesn't bring them fulfillment. It doesn't bring them joy. And it's that fear of, but this is all I know. This is all I've done. How can I do something else? How can I, how can I start at the bottom again? How can I, you know, be an entry level person when I've got two, three, five, 10 years experience, how can I go backwards? And it's that concern of potentially what it looks like in society, 
of changing a career and not being at the same level potentially and there's nothing to say during a career transition that you go back in as a junior you 100% could go back in at a mid or senior depending on where you are in your career if you can leverage your transferable skills and talk about them in a really meaningful way you don't have to start again but it's that security of going and always doing what you know in a safe environment because you know you're good at it and you know it's not making you happy but there is this fear that lurks behind of how do I change it when you're thinking about changing the possibilities are endless right there isn't a roadmap at that stage when you sit back and go I don't want to do this anymore all is in front of you is just options and choices and that can be really overwhelming to narrow those down and find the right one for you but then there's also the fear again of, well, what if I pick the wrong thing again? What happens if, you know, I pick something and I go for it and in three years time, I'm feeling the same. And that is something else that really holds people back. And that's one of the things I help people work through to ensure that they don't pick that thing again um, or a different thing that's going to bring them the same journey. It is about getting that true clarity and finding that thing that's going to bring you fulfillment. Yeah, great. And overcoming the fear of yeah. making that change and that transition. Um, so thank you for clarity around what you're doing. Um, what other services do you offer people that are in that position that want to make that transition, either as a young graduate or some, a young professional that's you know in their early parts of the career and, and want to make those changes? How else do you support them? Yeah, so I work in a number of different ways. So there's the one-on-one coaching program that is around, you know, finding that clarity and finding what is that transition piece? Where do you want to go? And working through that journey with you. Um, Potentially, and I have lots of clients that come to me and they say, actually, I already know what I want to do. I just don't know how to position myself in the market. I don't know how to write my CV. I don't know how to network in a new field or a new industry. How do I do that? So I help with resume writing and reviewing. Um, I help with drafting cover letters and reviewing those, making sure that, you know, we're getting all of those keywords in, we're looking at job adverts and we're making sure that the way someone is positioning their skill set actually really meets what that employer is looking for. So they get more yeses to their applications instead of, you know, radio silence that quite a lot of candidates go through. You know, they send off hundreds of resumes and then never hear a thing back. Um, So I work with people purely just on that application piece about, well, actually, how do we get you more yeses? How do we get you past those initial screenings? How do we pique the interest of a hiring manager in your skill sets? LinkedIn profile writing. So what are the things to do? How to use LinkedIn from a network perspective, how to leverage that and how to use your network and how to position yourself in your new industry of choice as an expert and what things you can do in that space. Um, And I've had an amazing success story um, quite recently or with a new client. We'd had one session with wanted to shift um, what she was doing, um, wanted to position herself um, more senior in the same industry, but more senior. Um, She had large goals that did focus on money and that is completely fine. That is what, you know, we all go to work to make money. And within a month, she's positioned herself 
in a different way using social media positioned herself as an expert and she's now part of different conversations and that has actually led her to getting an opportunity for a global role instead of a local role and that was just after one session and a month of putting in place some of the stuff we spoke about and then the other things like interview prep and also that that niggly thing around imposter syndrome and confidence um, I work with clients on also all of those things come up yeah, <laughs> and, and many I'm, many more but that's that's in a snapshot <laughs> but it's all important because it, you it's it's not just about your skill set in doing a job it's your brainy it's a mix to your values it's, it's just something that you're passionate about that you want to do for the next three to five years um so i love that it's a rounded approach of support mm. and services and strategies um, that you offer your clients now elizabeth you're very active on marketing and with your networking so what does listing on the coaching directory mean for you and your business yeah, so I absolutely love being part of the coaching directory for a number of reasons. I'm part of a community of coaches, which is fantastic. Um, it's a another place to have my name, my brand, my business, and a place that I trust, um, especially in terms of the marketing you do for the coaching directory and the way you position coaching in the market and that educational piece around coaching what is it it's not mentorship it's not necessarily advice um and the way the directory goes around kind of pulling together all these experts and helping us educate people around what coaching is so it's really about being part of a community of experts and ensuring that it's adding to my brand in how i want to be presented um, within the marketplace and to potential clients. And it's been great. It's been absolutely amazing you know, seeing all of um, the analytics from Google that get shared and how many people do go and land on the coaching directory and look at all of the coaches' profiles and what happens from there. It's, it's really, it's, it's a good place. It's a good community to be part of. And it's also taken a little bit of a burden away from me. I have to admit, I have now neglected my own website uh, because the coaching directory gets <laughs> traction um, because of all the work that you are doing in the background. And it means I can focus more on my networking on places like LinkedIn instead. So as a business owner, it's enabled me to focus on what my true talent is, but it's also helped me reach more people um, with what I do as well. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate your kind words and your feedback. And look, that brings us to the end of our Spotlight series. So thanks, Elizabeth, for shining the spotlight on how you can move people from that Sunday afternoon dread of hating their job um, to waking up on Monday and loving what they do. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And look, thank you to our listeners uh, for joining us and following our Spotlight series. Uh, if you enjoy our show, please rate and review us and be sure to catch us in our next episode. Uh, this is Carla Regan from The Coaching Directory, where we connect you to your ideal coach. Mm -hmm.